1: I thought you were going to do, because this one also has like a script text before. I
0: Yeah, I saw it. And then I was yeah. like, do I want to pause this? now?" Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly.
1: Ahoy, meaty was good too. Yes. You did do Ahoy, sexy for Francis Ha. <laughs> it, it still works.
0: But that's a whole different thing.
1: It's a whole different vibe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ahoy, sexy. I love Francis Ha. You guys go listen to our Francis Ha episode.
1: <laughs> How's it going?
0: I'm here present, yeah. <laughs> not tardy for no. the party. Yep. How you be?
1: I'm tired, Mita. <laughs> I'm getting old. I heard. And I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like feeling it.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. I'm just, uh, I had a busy weekend. I ended up taking my kids to the beach for a birthday party, and my wife couldn't come. And my son is sick, and my daughter was super clingy like super clingy like she had friends at this party and this was something she always does is we'll meet up like we have a like a social circle of like Mm -hmm. six or seven like families and she has friends there's little girls her age who are lovely lovely girls and like always trying to include her and do things with her and she's like baba i want to be with you baba can you come with me and i'm like no go do something yourself like it's really Go be independent. Yeah, go be independent. And eventually, like two hours into it, she'll go play with them. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to leave. And I'm like, you wasted your own time. This was your opportunity. You should have just went and had fun. And now we got to go.
0: She doesn't know.
1: No, but she also has, she's a very, she's kind of a scaredy cat. She's five. But she's also (laughs) not very, she's not daring. Like she doesn't have that. I think, I think kids at a young age get that too. Like they have a bit of adventure in them and she just, she doesn't.
0: She's She's very reserved.
1: Very reserved or cautious, I'll say. Okay. She likes what she likes. She knows what she knows. Mm. But she's very independent minded in that way. Like she's, she does know what she likes.
0: So she wouldn't like do a double jeopardy, like a, a double, double, a double, daily, double, daily, double. You know what I mean? You know when you're on Jeopardy and you have the option you get the daily double and no, you she can might do, the do the full daily, daily double. double. No, but we, I don't think she's Jeopardyus. I know that's not a word. That's a word inside joke between Millie and I. But <laughs> <laughs> when she's Jeopardyus and I would say I'll go for the full daily double. She'll be like, "I'll wager 200." Alex. You can't Alec. use like, your not... <laughs> inside jokes with your
1: sister on this podcast cuz I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> we were when I was we had Jeopardy on the computer. Like have you did you ever have that? No. Mm-hmm. game yeah Mm -hmm. we had jeopardy on the computer and i think my sister one time was trying to teach me about jeopardy and like what the daily double meant and it meant like you could either like wage really large or you could do a small wager Mm -hmm. if you get the daily double is it daily double
1: it is daily double
0: okay um and so we, she was like, well, if you get the Daily Devil, like you could be Jeportius <laughs> because Jeopardy, like, <laughs> you know, you could be Jeportius and like wager the whole thing. Or you could, you know, be reserved and wager $200, Alec. Okay. And I think Aliyah will wager $200. Yeah,
1: she would probably wager 200 That je-portious. was a real round. There were so many other things <laughs> you could have gone with. This was real roundabout.
0: You learned something about me. How about yeah, that? There you go. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome.
1: I don't know if it's a thank you.
0: It is. <laughs> it's cute. Just say it. Say it. Be
1: so what are you watching on TV? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the theme. Okay. A true crime documentary came out. Okay. Titled The Girl in the Picture.
1: Yeah. I've heard things. What have you heard? I've heard it's very scary, actually.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I've heard it's maybe scary is the wrong word. Let's say
0: unsettling. It's It is unsettling. Yeah. I am fully aware of the story like I'd heard of it before and yeah. like knew about the crime. And I think it's a really well-made documentary. However, I don't like the se- the sequence that it's told in. Okay. I want you to watch it before I like tell okay. you how I would prefer to have seen it, which I had already seen on like a, on a Forensic Files type show. Like and I you've, liked- you've
1: heard the story.
0: Yes. And so I want you to watch it because then I could actually give you my opinion without spoiling anything. So you're gonna watch it. So put it on your list. Oh, it's it down. just
1: uh, I'm on IMDb. It's just a like it's a documentary. It's not a series.
0: No, it's just a, it's a documentary. Oh. It's an hour forty-five. I think like you could get that it actually done.
1: Actually, makes a big difference.
0: What you want I was a series?
1: Like, I didn't want a series. Actually, I was kind okay, of just good. like, oh, how long is it gonna take me to get through a series? This but is no. a
0: it's a documentary. Yeah, and it's directed by. Um, did you watch? Um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the name of it now abducted in plain sight no oh okay you should watch that too because that's a wild story and it's directed by the same director of that and she's also she's a a documentary cinematographer
1: i did watch abducted in plain sight
0: that one's wild yeah it's the same director um and it's a very interesting story and i did learn some new things like i wasn't aware of beforehand Mm -hmm. but Watch it, and then I'll tell you, like, how I wish it had actually played out versus how it did play
1: out. You mean Girl in the Picture?
0: Girl in the Picture, yes. Okay. Um, but I then I watched Girl in the Picture, and then I saw Keep Sweet and Obey, or Please mm-hmm. Obey, or whatever it is, about the FLDS Church and Warren Jeffs. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to watch it originally because I was like, oh, I've seen this story, like, a bunch of times. I know yeah. Warren Jeffs is, like, a shithead, and, like, I know that what they did is disgusting. I still watched it, though, and still found it, like, really fascinating. Yeah. And you d- I did learn some new things, which is great. But I, at first, was hesitant because I was like, I don't know who's speaking in this documentary. And there's this woman in the documentary. She was on this episode of Dateline, and she's mm-hmm. so compelling. She was in the FLDS, and she was married to Warren Jeff's father. Okay. And so she was, like, his, his mother, but, like, she had a really combative relationship with Warren, and then yeah. eventually, like, she escaped and everything, and it's her and her sister sort of, like, retelling their story and, like, the other things that people went through and how much of a disgusting person that he is. Mm-hmm. And I think it is actually, like, really educational for people who, I don't want to say, like, religious people should watch this, but I also want to say religious people should watch this because yeah. I think it's... A really interesting point of view to see like what can happen when you're so involved in something.
1: Yeah, it could be eye-opening. Yeah. And yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. (laughs) You're big on the true crime.
0: I love the true crime. It's just nice. It's like, it's odd because it feels familiar when I watch it. It's just like, this is comforting. This is like, this is, yeah, I don't know. No, that's what you like. I see your judgy eyes. The people on this podcast can't see the judgy <laughs> eyes.
1: I think it's not judgy eyes as much as it is like you say it's comforting, but it's also like some disturbing content.
0: Yeah. I guess I just am not bothered by those things. Listen, my parents let me watch Law and Order <laughs> SVU when I was a younger kid. I don't even think they realized what I was watching.
1: <laughs> not SVU. Wow. No.
0: I know. I wa- SVU, I think I was probably in my preteens. Yeah. But Law and Order, Law and Order, like my sister used to record it, or she would watch it um, on Bravo, on Canadian Bravo,
1: mm-hmm. Which and wasn't the same. I would, huh? Which is not the same as American no, Bravo.
0: Not the same at all. And I would just sit there, and nobody would take it out of the room. So, mm.
1: <laughs> do you remember the first thing you remember watching that you realized I probably shouldn't be watching this?
0: Yeah, there's an episode of Forensic Files that's like. A really fascinating episode Mm -hmm. because they discover the murderer based off of... Should I spoil it right now?
1: Sure. No one's watching it.
0: (laughs) So this girl went missing and everyone saw her leave for work in the morning. She like walked to her bus stop. Everybody saw her walk to her bus stop. And basically the way that they solved this crime was they found a hairbrush in her bedroom and they took a look at the hairs on the hairbrush and some of them were from a wig. And her murderer had dressed up like her, put a wig wow. on, and walked out the front door so people would have thought she'd left for work that day. And so the real the reason why they realized that it wasn't her was because, one, the wig, they found the wig hairs. Yeah. Also, this this woman, the woman who was murdered, only ever wore, like, skirts and dresses. And he wore pants when he dressed up like her. And so people noticed that, like, oh... She's wearing pants, and I know what you're thinking right now. And I just clued into that too.
1: <laughs> for the record, for people who don't know Mita, Mita only wears skirts and dresses. I have very seldom ever seen her in pants.
0: I don't know if that like somehow Did trickled you just down make that connection? My, I just made that connection. <laughs> what I, if? like you
1: you're gonna have to talk to your therapist about this
0: i'm gonna bring it up next time <laughs> <Like, laughs> whoa that's crazy that's huge vita that's huge
1: <laughs> this is a revelation of a moment
0: yeah but i always thought it was fascinating that they like tested the hairs in the hairbrush and they realized it's a wig mm-hmm. <laughs> Like that's not her real hair and that's how they realized that how he got away with it so do they know like,
1: who did it oh yeah they, and he's it. in prison now okay
0: Yeah, that's how they solved it. Forensic files are usually solved Solved. ones. They're
1: not unsolved mysteries.
0: Mm -hmm. But I do remember watching it late at night by myself and then being really scared.
1: (laughs) And then deciding to wear dresses all the time.
0: I don't... The thing is, like, I don't remember that point from when I was younger. I remembered it when I... When they finally uploaded all the forensic files on Netflix, yeah, I like was watching that one. I was like, I remember watching this as a kid, and then it stuck out to me. But that didn't stick out to me when I was a kid, the dresses part.
1: It definitely did. <laughs> you just didn't realize it was as important as it was.
0: Yeah, I'll tell my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think we're done then. Yeah, I don't know if you could go
1: anywhere from this other than this week we watched a movie. I was going
0: to be like, no, we're done with recording. I need to go solve some stuff.
1: (laughs) Oh, Mita, what did we watch?
0: This week, Nadim, we watched 1935 classic Mutiny on the Bounty.
1: On the Bounty, indeed. I thought it was bound. It's not.
0: It's Bounty. Bounty. I remember that because it's the quicker picker upper.
1: It is. Let me give our folks a quick IMDb discro.
0: Mhm.
1: First mate Fletcher Christian leads a revolt against his sadistic commander Captain Bly in this classic, classic seafaring adventure based on the real life 1789
0: mutiny. It took me the 6 times. Yeah, it was a lot of tries.
1: <laughs> you only heard one, but it took me a few times to get there.
0: There's some words in there.
1: Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's very wordy as a
0: as a discro. discro. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it yeah.
1: So, did you know anything about this going in?
0: I knew that it was about a true story. Yeah. A and true I also, crime. A true, no. Okay. <laughs> it, is. it is. absolutely yeah, a so. true crime. Yes, 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 yes. It's a true crime. There we go. I don't know if it's my kind of true crime. Mm. That's the thing. I did know it was about a true story, but I didn't really know anything about it. I, my assumption was that it was like a war type film. Yeah. But not in the way that I thought it was going to be. I thought it was like more war, less boats Let's both. <laughs> Let's both. Let's see. Less, yes. Less Captain uh,
1: Phillips, more yes. Saving Private Ryan.
0: But what I did take away with it, though, is that it was. I'm. I mean, I can imagine in 1935 it was mm. an epic film. Yeah. To watch like something of a very grand state. Yeah. And like, I have to say, for that time period, I think now I'm starting to focus a little bit more on like, what am I like the actual cinematography, the actual movie itself, yeah. and, like, how much of a feat that would have been in yeah. 1935. And, like, this is pretty spectacular for that.
1: How did they do those ship scenes? I like have no idea. Like, how in the ocean? I have no idea how they did that stuff. It's Because I don't even know
0: how you really do that today.
1: Like, green screen. And, I th- like, yeah. I think today, if you look at how they do movies like Titanic, for instance, I think there's a lot of things like miniatures, and you can recreate a lot in a soundstage. But this is wild.
0: It's kind of crazy to It's kind of like crazy. To consume. And yeah. then it had me thinking of like, what was the last really good historical epic film mm-hmm. that we've had? And I think of recent time is like 1917. Sure. But I also feel like I might get slapped, hurt for this, but 1917 felt a little heavy handed to me in a lot of ways.
1: Because it felt very gimmicky.
0: Yes. It felt like you were meant to like experience the war (laughs) and it's like i don't want to do that (laughs) it's a
1: technically very nicely made film 1917 Mm -hmm. but you feel like you're watching a movie with this gimmick yeah this one shot kind of idea
0: and i actually really like the idea of like an epic wartime or historical film but i couldn't think of anything like modern that really delivers in the way that i think that this does like i will say i i was not enthralled with this like i wasn't Mm -hmm. like super um entertained and like wanting to know what happens next but i could imagine myself like watching this in the 1930s especially during a time like the great depression and being distracted by what i'm seeing Mm -hmm. and like being entertained in that sense but maybe not for today's audience but there isn't anything that's come out in recent time where i'm like oh this does the same thing
1: yeah Yeah, that's a a very fair assessment. And I definitely, I I felt the same way. It wasn't, it was a movie that like, it kept my attention. I watched the whole thing and I was interested in it. But it was more one of those movies that I was thinking, I admire this more than I like it personally. Mm -hmm. Like I can watch it, I can appreciate how it's made, I can appreciate how people would have watched it. All of that, it doesn't elicit the same kind of response that like, You know, it happened one night did. But Mm -hmm. it also doesn't elicit the same kind of response that, like, Cavalcade did.
0: We hated Cavalcade.
1: No, but that's what I mean. Like, it also didn't do that. Like, I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I I thought you
0: were trying to tell me something. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) I I felt very in-between about it. Yeah. Like, I thought it was... I think my gripes with it more are... I was actually pretty vested into the first half of the film. Mm -hmm. I was actually... I thought it was really interesting as the kind of... Aggression and the, like the things that start to happen on the ship, as you start to see like the, the mental state and how Captain Bligh is so merciless and all of that. I felt that when the mutiny took place, though, things not, didn't fall apart necessarily, but it really it did feel like it came out of nowhere.
0: Well, and I think that in the beginning of this film, they do a really great job of capturing you like with just Fletcher himself. Like Mm -hmm. he's a very charming, like attractive person. And like you kind of want to see, okay, like what kind of hijinks is he going to get into on this boat? And why is everybody so upset about Captain Bly? And even like in the scene where he's like going through each of the um, seamen and the the one wife is just like, don't take him away. I was like, this is actually kind of fun to watch. Like I want to know what's going to happen here. But Again, it kind of just sort of drops off there. I really lost interest when the 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 women come into play. Ironically, <laughs> right,
1: Mitha? <laughs> it does lose a little bit of its... Because it, the self... It's credibility. And, it's credibility. <laughs> yeah. Because it felt like, you know, this is fine. It's a cast of all men and they're meant to be like... But that was also... Because that's what it was. That's it, what it was. Th- you wouldn't I have wouldn't women have want, on a ship. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I feel like it's just there for the sake of being there.
1: Yeah, like the whole Tahitian sequence, I kind of get what they were going for, mm-hmm. but it did. I did find that, like, when they were like, "Oh, here's Tahiti," I'm like, "Oh, we're here." <laughs> like, I was kind of just <laughs> this like, "This is it." This is it. Like, oh, we're gonna meet Polynesian people. I was fine with the white men on the boat this time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was mean, enjoying. They're toxic,
0: but they're cool. <laughs> they're toxic,
1: but they're you know that's the whole. But the whole point is that they are toxic. Yeah. Right, like that, and so I was I bought into it, and suddenly the diversity killed it. <laughs>
0: the diverse <laughs> as if you and I, you of you, all people who was so concerned when we were making this this season I that know. we were not gonna have people of color in our films <laughs> we did not like the diversity in this I season. was
1: really but I'm not joking <laughs> because I was really taken aback as how much I felt the story actually dips when that happens
0: well it also just feels really cheesy like I imagine that the language used and the depictions of these polynesian characters are really inaccurate and like
1: yeah i was wondering that too. also like, played
0: by hispanic people not by polynesian yeah. people
1: well i mean at least they're they made that kind of effort
0: yeah i mean if it was done today you would see dwayne the rock johnson
1: yeah on and no one else island. and that girl from moana what's her name i don't know Oh, okay it's you'd something... see
0: moana there
1: <laughs> yeah you'd see moana moana herself yeah <laughs> I mean that it has its own like issues, right? Like, yeah, I think that's something interesting though that like, yeah, they had to hire Hispanic people to look Polynesian because that's all that was available in America. Like, they didn't, they didn't feel the need to kind of go out and find authentic Polynesian people and all of that. For mm-hmm. for the record, there's like hundreds of people in this movie. That like one scene of all the Polynesian people leaving the island into the ocean. Yeah, yours. I think like, where we're did so, you get all of them? Where did you get all those people? Every time I watch these movies, I think we're so kind of jaded by things like that because you see so much of it, right? You see these crowd sequences and you see sequences like that. If that sequence was shot now, it would be green screen, right? And it would be CGI.
0: Like literally copy and paste people into... Yeah, and that's what they would be doing.
1: This is a hundred people. It's real people doing that. So you constantly have to remind yourself that what you're watching is happening. It's real. And it really changes, I think, the perception of the feat that you're experiencing. Like, it is a feat.
0: Do you feel like technological advances have really just sort of died down the experience of, like, going to a theater and experiencing film like this? Because
1: it's kind of like deus ex machina, right? Like, the gods of the machine. Anything is possible. So now everything is possible. And now we see it all. So there's nothing special about what you see. Mm, right like when right like this when you watch these movies i do feel a sense of like wonder in them like watching this and experiencing it and thinking like how did they do this that is that sense of wonderment is actually really nice because like i don't want i'm not going to watch lord of the rings and wonder how did they, they did this i know how they did this
0: i think what would be so interesting to see now would have would to see a director take on something like along this lines so of something yeah. like a great epic film and not use the advancements that we have yeah, today absolutely. to like actually do this like feet in the dirt kind of style. Yeah. yeah.
1: It just, I, and it's so interesting because I would honestly never have thought that a movie like this would have been made so long ago.
0: Oh, yeah. Watching it, I was like, oh, this could be like 50s, 60s. Yeah. Like, I felt like that, it sort of represented that. But then I did have to constantly remind myself, like, this is in the middle of the Great Depression. Yeah. They had $2 million to make this movie. I, should we look up what's $2 million in today's money? Yeah. Okay, let's take a look. It's like $43 billion. What? No, that's not right. <laughs> it's not $43 billion. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, 43 million. 43 million. Yeah. That's
1: actually quite low still.
0: That's, yeah. Because right? that's not even like a, the most, re- 1912, what what was 1912's budget?
1: Yeah. But you have to also take in mind that it's not just in. Huh? 1917.
0: I called 1917. it
1: 1912. <laughs> you have to have to consider that like, it's also the inflation of labor, right? Like hmm. the people who worked on the movie in 1934 are made significantly less than these people. So
0: it's not even half of the budget for that.
1: So what was 19? 19...
0: Between 90 to 100 million.
1: Wow, yeah. It's not even half. Not the, even half. That's the thing, is that, that money went further. Because you could do... It's, it's kind of how they do it in India, right? Like Because labor is so cheap. Mm. You're, you have access to so many things because of that. But labor is so expensive now. Mm. In America, it just costs more to do the same thing.
0: And I imagine at this time, though, like you have two really big stars in this film. You have two Oscar winners at that point, mm-hmm. so like a lot of your budget is probably going towards Charles Lawton and Carrie or Clark Gable.
1: Is it though? Because we've had this conversation. Like, when were stars? When did that star system start to like take effect?
0: Clark Gable at that point won an Oscar the year before. Yeah, for it happened one night, and so did Charles Lawton. He won one for. The something lives of King Henry, yep. seven or eight lives of yep. King Henry, something like that. And so they did have big names with them, which I imagine like would garner some sort of yeah finance. Like, I don't think they're getting like pennies. I think they are getting something significant in that time.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it says on IMDb how much they got paid for it, but I'm sure somewhere we could find it one day.
1: A little bit more research that we don't yeah. have to do right now. Nope. But yeah. I think I think you do bring up an interesting point of like, could this even be made now without I it, CGI?
0: Oh, OK. I think somebody could make this today with the advances. No problem with the advances. Is it going to be as compelling? Because I think the thing that did attract me to this the most was the aspect of like knowing the time that it was made and that like this is really. Yeah. This yeah. is very, like, entertaining to think of, like, wow, imagine yourself in 1930 sitting in, like, a theater seeing this for the yeah. first time. Whereas, like, if I'm going to see this today, and it kind of goes back to what we talked to last week, is, like, what what attracts an audience today? What's really mm-hmm. going to, like, bring people in? Because there aren't very many. I don't think there is a, a ton of room for, like, historical, dramatic, epic films like there was, once was.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's evidenced by the, like, that comes with the Lawrence of Arabia's and the Ben-Hur's and the Dr. Zhivago's. Like, there's quite a few of them, Spartacus and Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. I'm naming quite a lot, but but they're all old films. Can you name a modern-day film that has that scale? I guess, like, Lord of the Rings is kind of one of them, but it's not a historical epic.
0: It's a fantasy.
1: It's a fantasy. And,
0: like, I think that in itself just sort of, like, it's not cheating, but, like, it's a fantasy. So, yeah. like, yes, that's what's going to happen. But are, do you have something that has, like, truth behind it? Like, if you think about Titanic, Titanic. yeah. Yeah, Titanic had truth behind it. And he did create something that was, albeit now in retrospect, like, it's really cheesy. And, like, <laughs> I, I haven't watched it in a while. But I, well, I did watch it when they re-released it in theaters. And they re-released it in 3D. Did you
1: and watch I do, it in theater? Yeah. And?
0: And I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience. I yeah. don't think the 3D part was really necessary, yeah. but I also feel like that about pretty much every film. 3D,
1: yeah, for
0: <laughs> yeah. Sure. I don't I don't love that, and I enjoyed like experiencing it in a theater because the first time I thought I was too young to really like mm-hmm. remember it, but I also was just like, this isn't a great story. Like I I I like Jack and Rose. I do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like as moved by them as I think a lot of people are.
1: Do you think that has something to do with your age, like the fact that you are now as a you know thirty something year old woman watching them? Um, I don't know. And and the fact that you're not watching a new movie, which is a that's something something I know. yeah. Yeah.
0: I know she's going to let him yeah, die, you know?
1: You know, that whole she sequence.
0: Yeah, she could have let him on. Yeah, there was space. There was space, Rose. <laughs> yeah.
1: They also could have just like alternated back and forth too. Right. Yeah, there's many ways I mean, it, it. could have
0: broken off though. That's, there's like a danger there. Like as one's getting off and another yeah. getting on, it could have been scary.
1: Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Titanic when we discuss it. Yeah. For, like, 2024. <laughs> but I think the other thing is, is that uh, fine in Titanic, the setting is factual, but the story isn't.
0: The story is not like it's not. not those are those forth. are not real. It people. was like seeing something that monumental, yeah. for the first time. I and think I it's, do it's remember crazy. seeing
1: Titanic for the first time, the, watching the ship deconstruct. We'll call it or sink.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: it was spectacular in that it's kind of like like we discussed like Jurassic Park. Jurassic yeah. Park at the time of its release was that that experience. I remember. Like I remember seeing it. I remember my grandparents seeing it. I remember it, how big of a deal it was because it felt like movie magic. Yeah. I don't know if CGI feels like movie magic.
0: Right. Like even the first time you see ET and you see ET, yeah, fly home. Like when you and see that, and it's like bite, animatronics it and
1: like all of that that feels yeah. very like there's something very tangible about it, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't feel the same way when I watch, like, Doctor when watch Strange. watch modern-day films. Like, it's yeah. just not...
0: There's nothing new and exciting. Like, I just watched Doctor Strange, and yeah. I was just like, okay, like, you're going in this time thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, not I wasn't know you can crazy. do that.
1: There's nothing, like, there's nothing new about it.
0: I think there's new aspects, but there's nothing exciting. Is there there's new nothing aspects that's about like CGI?
1: Is there really anything, like, have we reached the final frontier?
0: I think... For me, I feel like we live in a world now where, like, anything is possible. Yeah. Like, you can do anything. Yeah. When it comes to technology. And, like, it's it's at our fingertips. Like, mm-hmm. if, we, if you and I tried really hard, we could probably create something yeah. really cool. Whereas, like, at that time, you had to have had, like, a special kind of degree. You've had to have gone to school for years yeah. for it. You'd have to, like, really work hard. And I'm not saying that people today don't. But I do think it's just more accessible than it once yeah. was. And like it, movies have lost a lot of that kind of magic. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Again, those scenes of like the ship in the ocean rocking back and forth. I was honestly like, how are they doing this? How did this? you do that? How did they do this?
0: Who do you think would make this movie today? This is my new favorite question and we're going to add it into our...
1: <laughs> <laughs> this feels like... Do you, Did you ever see that movie Master and Commander?
0: No, but I Russell know it Crow? has Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of like Paul Greengrass, kind of. Maybe someone like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah. You know, I was impressed with what he did with West Side Story. But Steven is
1: very hit and miss.
0: If Steven can continue what he did there, then I'm all for it.
1: Yeah. Who do you think could do it?
0: It's tricky. I actually think, if given the proper restraint, I think John Favreau could actually do something with something like this.
1: Okay. I don't hate that.
0: Right. There's yeah. something there. I think he's gotten sort of stuck in this like Marvel, Star Wars yeah. kind of like fantasy kind of world. But I think that the like basics are there to be able to do something kind of monumental.
1: He needs to do something non Star Wars. Star
0: Wars, non Disney. He needs yeah. to step away outside of Disney. But I understand why he's there. They gave him a shot. Like, why would you not do that? I think he's much more interesting than people think he is.
1: Yeah, I I do too. But Marvel is only, I think, I don't know. I I say that I think we've reached the Marvel saturation, but then Thor makes $143 opening weekend. So have we, have we not? Are you going to see Thor?
0: I don't know yet. Yeah. I really like Thor. Thor I really like Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy him a lot. I yeah. what I've heard from this one is that it's definitely his movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've heard Ragnarok is better as well.
0: I love Ragnarok. That's my one of my favorite Marvels. Mm. But that's because it's Taika.
1: Maybe. But not, and Natalie's in this one too.
0: And it it's supposed to be a super gay Marvel movie. Really? That's what they call it. Yeah. Somebody and um In a screening, like, ask Taika Waititi or ask Natalie for, no, ask Taika, how gay is this movie? And Taika turns to Natalie and goes, tell them. And she goes, super gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is Taika gay?
0: No, I think Taika just like.
1: He's just gay friendly?
0: Gay friendly, yeah. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Watching something like this makes me resent Marvel more, though.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. I can see that for 100%. Yeah, I like Marvel, but I can yeah. see like you don't get things like this anymore. And that's what I think is like kind of sad as we're watching these movies. <laughs> it's just like, huh. like
1: <laughs> It's also an experience. And, and you're also experiencing like what's kind of happened and what, what we're missing
0: out on. Do you feel that's where I'm like kind of unsure if I feel like I'm missing out on anything because... I do appreciate the technological advancements. Like, I do think it's cool to see movies like that today. It's just not the same experience. But see,
1: I think the difference is, is once you've seen one special effect, like once you've seen Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 (laughs) and 3 are all the same. And that's just like an example of it, right? Once you've seen special effects do one thing, special effects can do everything.
0: I think we're so focused in today's world of like special effect, we forget about story and character. But... This movie itself is not, like, heavy when it comes to the story or the character.
1: But, Mita, what it still has is the question of, like, how did they do half this stuff? Like, the the movie magic portion, you can watch this and compare it to something like Cimarron. And there's two very different movies that use live action. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, how did they do that sequence of the, like, of the the West coming in and people claiming their land. How did you Mm. shoot that? And how did you shoot that scene? That are two similar scenes of the Tahitians coming out of the island into the ocean, but still that sense of, like, wondering how did they do it and how did they gather those people and how many times did they shoot it? And, like, all those questions are still there. But once I've seen one special effect, I'm like, okay, if you did this, then you can clearly do it for a hundred more movies.
0: Cool story you made Spider-Man shoot webs. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that that sense of excitement and wonder, I think that I keep on using that word. And that's because I don't know if a movie has made me feel wonder, a modern
0: movie. No, I can't. I literally have been wrapping my mind around this the last couple hours, last couple days. Yeah. Like, what have I watched recently where I'm just like, wow, like, like wow, the like real. first time yeah. I've seen that. Wow. Although, actually, I was quite amazed. Again, it's fantasy, so I don't really feel like it counts. But Dune was pretty sure, pretty spectacular. Yeah.
1: Scale-wise, Dune was huge and spectacular. Yeah. But you know how he did all of it.
0: Yeah. Technology. Technology. Also, Denis is
1: a magician. Denis is a magician. I love Denis. Yeah. Long Denis. It does make me think of The Dark Knight, where Christopher Nolan, a lot of the things... A lot of the sequences he likes doing practical effects. Mm-hmm. So that that is actually one movie that does give a little wonder. Like aside from Heath Ledger, there are some spectacular action sequences in that movie that are all live action. That opening bank robbery scene, robbery for scene. instance, yeah, mm-hmm. is great. The chase through the tunnel,
0: the plane, the,
1: the plane. That's the planes um, and
0: Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight yeah. Rises,
1: but the yeah. chase, the the truck chase during the tunnel and the Tur- truck oh, flip. Okay. Mm. that is amazing and that the there the, i guess there are some places where it happens and it's taking um it's using what we have to make those things work
0: yeah and as you said that though i'm just like i actually really respect tom cruise <laughs> yeah because he does his
1: all yeah like he <laughs> he yeah. does his
0: stunts when you watch a mission impossible movie like that it's is tom cruise. entertaining yeah you haven't seen mission impossible 6 fallout correct no i haven't Fallout is really entertaining, and it's a large part of Tom Cruise, but the addition of Henry Cavill, like, actually adds to that, too, because he also was very gung-ho about, like, doing stunts and, like, making it seem believable. Yeah. And it is. So, you know what? There is still some movie magic.
1: I think believability is a big, that's a big thing, and that's a big thing that's coming through through these movies, and even from something as simple as it happened one night, that's good because it's believable and those characters Mm -hmm. are believable and that chemistry is believable and in this it's something like watching that those ships and those people and those sequences and being like wow someone managed somehow to do this and that is no small thing insane insane it really is Mm -hmm. insane i could not think of because even if it was i was trying to think like maybe it's like model ships or something in the water but like it doesn't look that way I don't think
0: they would have done that.
1: Yeah. Like the practical practical effects, whatever they did, it was not cheap. Like it was high quality work. And I think there's... Maybe they
0: went to the high school that has the pool underneath the gym floor. And they shot it there. Yeah, exactly. And that's where they did it. (laughs) What's that movie? I'm forgetting now. I don't remember. It's a holiday movie. I don't know. okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful life. There we go.
1: (laughs) Was it, and it's a wonderful, oh, right.
0: Yeah, the high school gym yeah. also doubles as a pool, and then the the floors separate, the floor and they separate. fall into the pool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Magic. Do you have sequel prequel ideas for this?
0: Nope. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> I I kind of want to know a little bit more about Captain Bly um, and like his sort of What made him fact. into an asshole? What made him an asshole, exactly. Yeah. Like, let's do a character study there to find out, like, was he... Was he abused as a child? Yeah. Okay. What, you know, what was the turning point of him? However, I have seen things recently like Cruella and now I don't really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes
1: things just are better as they are.
0: It's better to, it's not always great to have the origin story. We don't just like, origin Yeah. Yeah. You've always used the example of in the Dark Knight, we don't know what the Joker's motivations are yeah. and that is 100% why it's believable and scary. And so maybe we don't. But I also kind of want to know a little bit of like, where does that come from? Maybe. Also that that woman for two years without her husband.
1: Yeah, what'd she do and her kid? What's she doing? Yeah. Where's she at? Where's she at?
0: The Tahitian woman, like what were they doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. What was the but I think the Tahitian women they met up with their men sooner. Yeah. Right? So it's less of an right. issue. But yeah. Does this deserve best picture?
0: I'm kind of unsure about this one. Okay. I didn't uh, I don't have the list up. Do you have it up? I do. Okay, let me know the other pictures, yep. and maybe I can make a decision that way.
1: Alice Adams. Okay, sure. Broadway Melody of nineteen
0: thirty-six. The sequel. Of I don't the know Broadway Broadway what melody. that is. Is, is it's the it the sequel, sequel? of the Broadway Melody? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> wow, I wonder if it's as bad. <laughs> Anyways, what about? Captain Blood. Sure. David Copperfield.
0: Oh. The
1: Informer. The Lives of a Bengal Lancer. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. A Midsummer Night's Dream.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Les Miserables.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) Naughty Marionetta. Oh. Ruggles of Red Gap.
0: Rugrats?
1: No. (laughs) Ruggles of Red Gap. I don't know what that is. And Top Hat.
0: Top Hat. We're slowly starting
1: to get into like adaptions and things you've heard of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Shakespeare, which is really interesting to me. I think, actually, when you think about it, there aren't any films that like are based off of Shakespeare. Except for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. (laughs) One best picture. That's really interesting because you would think that if there is going to be, it would be Shakespeare.
1: I think Hamlet. We have a Hamlet later on. Oh, we do. Yeah.
0: But like not in the modern day.
1: Not in the modern day, no. Yeah.
0: But I guess it was modern day for somebody at that point. At the time. That's the other thing I have to constantly remind myself. Like this was modern for somebody.
1: Yeah, (laughs) man. This was like ahead of its time. Yeah. It was definitely ahead of its time especially yes. in terms of like production.
0: Do I think it's a best picture though? I don't know the other one. So for the sake of the good of this film, I'm going to say yes, because of like what I've seen in this. Mm-hmm. And like up until this point, we have not experienced something quite like it as mm-hmm. well. So I can imagine like that in itself as its own feet. And even the, the lead actors in this are, are entertaining and they play mm-hmm. their roles quite well without having too much knowledge I'm going to say, yes, it deserves it. Okay. How do you feel?
1: I feel like it's exactly, like, yeah, like, I mean, we don't have much else to go on. But what this feels like is, do you remember in the mid-90s when all these kind of, like, Oscar movies were winning Best Picture? So something like, let's say, The English Patient mm-hmm. was winning Best Picture. And it wasn't necessarily because it was the Best picture of the year it was because it just felt like, the best, felt like picture. the best picture and this kind of feels like it was I feel like watching this was probably like yeah this feels like a big picture it was a big event mm-hmm. and while it doesn't necessarily have the I think lasting power as something like it happened one night or all quiet on the western mm-hmm. front I can see why it has lasted as long as it has it's mm-hmm. an interesting story for sure however we didn't discuss, there's a lot of historical inaccuracy. A lot. A lot. <laughs> but I don't know if I, I mind as much, because whatever they've done is make it more entertaining. I don't know if a movie about the pirates in like 1987 or whatever. Or 1787, sorry. <laughs> Not 1987. The
0: pirates of 1987. The pirates of, yeah. Wearing neon.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it needs to be historically accurate like that's not the movie i'm watching necessarily so
0: here's my thing if it's in the modern day like if today by modern day i mean today yeah. if you're doing something historical today you have no excuse yeah, you have no to excuse. not be historically yeah. accurate like we have every resource available to us yeah. at our disposal in 1935 all you had was like lore and maybe some encyclopedias. <laughs> you did not have Wikipedia. You yeah. did not have like the research capabilities that we do have today. And so I'm forgiving on that.
1: Okay. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Whose rating is it first? I think it's you,
0: you today. my friend. Oh, okay, sure. It's me. <laughs> so yeah,
1: I, I think I liked this movie more than I, I like this movie more than I thought I would, to be quite honest. Yeah. I was kind of like, Ugh! Here's a movie about like ships in the seventeen hundreds, and it just felt like it was going to be boring, and it wasn't. I think this is the genesis. I think we're starting to see the genesis of film as we know it, and that's interesting. Mm -hmm. We definitely are out of that age of not telling a story. Like there is a story here. There's Mm -hmm. characters and motivation, and there's a story, and there's rising action, and there's like a movement, and that is feeling good. And that's something very relatable. And as a result, the movie starts off very strong. Like, we aren't... It doesn't take a long time to get there or get into it or anything. It definitely happens quickly. And you. it keeps going. That first hour, I was really actually invested. And I was really into it. And, like, then the Tahitians show up and, like, things kind of fall. And then the mutiny kind of feels rushed. And, you know, it doesn't quite recover, in my opinion. Yeah. But... I can totally see why this won Best Picture because it is a technical feat. Like, it is really something spectacular to watch. And keep in the back of your mind, this was made in the 1930s. Mm. It's so easy to become jaded by watching something like this because you have seen, you know, Captain Phillips or Titanic where, like, much bigger things have happened. But imagine that this is all, what you see is what you get. There's no, like, there's all... The perfect storm. Yeah, all those people are human beings that were filmed and all of the like all of the costumes all of the weather everything is real nothing is faked and that is really amazing for everything to kind of line up and for it to work and i think that's also why you can forgive story issues do you know what i mean because yeah. they they are doing they put so a much in yes. this movie they, and yeah. they just overall i think going forward i think a lot of movies from these time periods get you forgive them more because there was a real movie making skill that goes into this, like to mm-hmm. make the ships look real and to make the the weather look real and the sh- sailing of the ships and the people and the islands and, 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 and there's so much work. I think people who do CGI are very talented artists. Absolutely. However, the artistry is significantly less. And I'm not amazed by the fact that it's possible. I'm amazed at the fact that you as an in- individual can do it, but you know, we know it's capable with CGI. So it just doesn't feel as great. So as a result, your story better be amazing. Mm -hmm. So I think for a movie like this, and especially like as we go forward, I'm just a lot more forgiving because I feel like this is an example of movie magic. This is an example of what the movies are about. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to settle on three stars.
0: Three for Nadim. Yeah. Lovely. Nadim, have you ever been on a cruise... I haven't. You haven't? Neither have I.
1: Yeah. I've heard mixed things.
0: Watching this movie made me feel how I think I would feel about going on a cruise. Okay. In that the movie, like, I think leading up to me going on, a, like, especially if it was a Disney cruise, the week leading up to me going to the Disney cruise, I'd be really excited. Mm-hmm. I'd be really into it. I'd be sort of like charmed by the idea of like, oh, we're going on a cruise ship. We're going to have all these things to us. It's going to be great. And I think the first, you know, day or so, it would be like that. Like, oh, this is wonderful. Like, food whenever you want it. Drinks whenever you need it. Games other things that are on cruise yeah. ships. I don't know. I'm charmed by it all. Yeah. Um. I'm charmed by Clark Gable. And then I think, you know, by day three. The Tahitian like show up. The Tahitian show <laughs> up and I'm, you know, I'm starting to get a little sick and yeah. I'm not liking the movement and like, oh, we're docking in this city. I'd rather stay in the city than go back onto this boat. Why do I have to go back onto this boat? And then by the end of the cruise, I'll just be happy be home and that's sort of the way that i felt with this movie while watching it that being said everything that you've mentioned of it it just being like an epic film at that time and i would say that it still is an epic film to this day Mm -hmm. because watching the boat go through the boat motions (laughs) like watching everything come to be is pretty spectacular and there aren't many things that are like that today and to see something from that time be so executed well is really compelling to see and I think, I do think people should watch this, especially people who do love like the CGI of it all that we get today and and the adventure films Mm -hmm. that we have today because I think like even something like Jumanji, which I really enjoyed the new Jumanjis. I think they're highly entertaining. I think people who've seen that would also still enjoy this because it has that feel to it. Or people who've seen things like Indiana Jones would still like this because there's sort of that beginning of like, what kind of magic can we make with film and what kind of magic can we make with epic films Mm -hmm. and sort of present something new and exciting. And so I think, you know, it is very compelling in that way. In terms of like the story and where it goes, I'm not all that interested. And so I think... Had this movie had a more compelling story, maybe was like a little bit more character driven, I think focused more on the men. I, I, I'm surprised to be saying this, but the women characters in this movie are really unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't need to be there. And I think there is more to do with the men that, um, that we got to see. I think, you know, had that been the focus and it could have easily been like a four star movie for me, but I am landing on the same page as you with three out of five.
1: I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, a six. A six. A six. It's I highly can't. rated, though.
1: It is highly rated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. I can also appreciate that. Like, I might not have loved this, but if you loved it, I can totally understand. Yeah. It's one of those. It's not like if you were like, "Oh my god, I love the Broadway Melody." I'd be like, "Let's talk about that for a minute."
0: Yeah. This is I not don't that. <laughs> I get that. Or a cavalcade, cavalcade, cavalcade. Like. We should get Hitler on the phone and ask him. <laughs> and ask. Why did you like that?
1: <laughs> Let's talk. But yes, that was The Mutiny on the Bounty.
0: Mutiny on the Bounty. Is it The
1: Mutiny? or Just, just mutiny? mutiny. Mutiny on the Bounty. Sorry. Yeah. Excellent. So, Mitha, now we move on to 19, 1936 36. and a, another movie I have never heard of.
0: Me either.
1: But before yeah, we do. Okay. Shall we play our game?
0: Let's play the game.
1: Okay, Mita. Last week, I connected Kuchukotahi Kuch to Belfast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you are going to connect Belfast mm-hmm. to Parasite.
0: To Parasite? <laughs> That's so mean, theme.
1: Should they do a different
0: one? Wait. Okay, I'll, I, can, I think I can.
1: I think I have faith.
0: I think I can get there somehow. Okay. okay can change it I'm, uh, no I'll try my best
1: okay your timer okay. starts now
0: I'm gonna go backwards okay Parasite is directed by Boon Jung Ho yeah who is directed Okja yeah with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah who worked with David Venture and Zodiac who worked with Dakota Johnson in the social network who worked with Jamie Dorman in 50 Shades of Grey who is on who is in Belfast yeah that's good okay there we go. 30 seconds. Yeah. That worked. What were you thinking?
1: Oaksha was your your best
0: bet. Oaksha or I was going to do um, Snowpiercer.
1: Yeah. And both of them have Tilda Swinton.
0: Yeah. Who I was trying to think, but in the moment I was just like, I can't think. Oh Jake my God, Jillianoff. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton and Suspiria with Dakota yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you were thinking?
1: Yeah. That or Tilda Swinton. I feel like Kenneth Branagh. She's
0: in something with Harry Potter. I was going to try yeah, to do. There,
1: I think there, there must yeah. be something there. But anyways, well done, Mitha.
0: Thank you. I you did,
1: did it. it. Well, now I got to connect Parasite next week to something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that is when we watch. What movie are we watching next week?
0: Before? We are watching The Great Ziegfeld. 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 Ziegfeld.
1: Ziegfeld.
0: Ziegfeld. The Great Ziegfeld.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually more like it.
0: <laughs> the Great Ziegfeld.
1: No idea what this movie is, but it is close to three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> So, a three-hour black and white movie from 1936.
0: Divine.
1: That's going to be interesting.
0: That's a word.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we have, our, we have some time before we get there. Yeah. Do you have any parting words?
0: I do. I don't despise facts, sir. I'm indifferent to them. All right. I, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> No, the lines were a little bit funny in this one. I can totally... Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is fine. It'll do. Everything about this movie was kind of like middle of the ground. That'll do, Pig. You know? That'll That'll do. do. That'll do.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and...
0: Rate and review. And we will
1: see you next week for The Great Siegfeld.
0: The Great Siegfeld.
1: Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number 2 Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
1: As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.